the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. It is the hour of power. Why do we call it an hour of power? Uh, Because when we have uh, one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate. No, it's not that one, whichever one you're thinking about. It's the one called your brain. Our brains have unlimited plasticity. It never has to get worn out, never has to get uh, uh, crippled, if you will. We can be as young as we want to be, but we've got to use it or we lose it. And so this week for me is a, a great opportunity to reflect we get a chance to look back and a chance to look forward, right? We're, we're kind of in the middle. We're bringing 2021 to an end, and we're focusing on having a nice 2022. And I don't know about you, uh, but this is the first time in a couple of years uh, where I've actually focused on a future. You know, with COVID-19 and all that, it, it's really got me off the mark a little bit. You know, I started been asking myself, what really matters? What's really important? Uh, because planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. Most people are so wrapped up in all this temporal stuff, all the stuff that's not going to be here much longer, but the eternal stuff, the stuff that we can't see and touch and feel on a daily basis, we have a tendency to forget. And so that's why I like this week. It's the great no man's land, if you will. It's right smack in the middle. I don't really uh, plan on starting my new year till. uh, January 8th, I'll take down my Christmas tree that weekend uh, after the New Year's. Uh, And then the 11th, that Tuesday, will be my first official day of work in the New Year, and I'll start class on the 13th. And then uh, 11 months later, we'll come back together, right? So, uh, But today I want to talk about a comparison. You know, when people ask you if you have a good day or a bad day, uh, when people ask you how your day was, how your year was, when people ask you how well you're doing, you know, whatever answer you give is a comparison word. I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. I'm doing terrible. I didn't sleep well last night. I got a headache. I got a heartache. I got this ache, right? See, we're comparing ourselves. And that's what I want to do today to continue the conversation that we've been having all weekend long, you know, because it's about time to put a bow on 2021 and open up the package, open up the gift called 2022. And again, as I like to say, we're in a special time of year. We're near the end of the holidays and now preparing for the beginning of a brand new year. It's time to retrieve from and to relieve, if you will, the past. It's also time to focus and plan on a future. 
a special time of reflection, a great time in our lives to uh, to receive a, a nice return on investment for the focusing that we're doing now. And so we're going to start talking about what are you comparing yourself to? What are you comparing your answers to? See, we all have a litmus test. That's why uh, in my leadership training that you can read about at likeitmatters.net, the first night as we're bringing the first night to a close, we're in a circle. We got our arms around each other. Uh, we've been in training now for six hours. It's intense. It's confusing. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And so we're in the room. It's, the lights are down, and uh, we're getting ready to bring the evening to a close. It's 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. And I tell this story, and it's so important. First story, really, they hear me tell. And it's a story about George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer. Uh, and near the end of his life, he was with a group of reporters. And he was asked a simple question. Hey, George, yeah, uh, if you could live your life all over again, and you could be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? Now, again, you could be anybody, a politician, an elected official, um, a, um, a military person, a religious person. And now the only difference is now that you have full access to your life. You're fully aware of everything in the past. And now you get to live all over again. Who would you be, George? And after much thought, he looked at that group of reporters and he said, if I could live my life all over again and be the anybody I wanted to be. He said, you know who I would want to be? I would want to be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. See, what he was talking about living to his full potential, without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems, without carrying our chains of pain from our past into other people's future. That's the comparison. Are you comparing yourself to everybody else? Are you comparing yourself to the schmo in the cubicle next to you who could care less about the bottom line of the company, who could care less about the mission? Are you comparing yourself who's just there to get a paycheck, who just shows up one minute before they're supposed to start work and standing there until it's time, or and then one minute before the end of work, they're standing at the time clock ready to punch out. They're just checking their box. They're just doing their stuff. See, that's what good enough's all about. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F, good enough to get by, good enough for government work, good enough that he or she doesn't walk out the door and leave a note on the wall and take the kids with them. So we got to know, what are we comparing ourselves to? How do we know if we've had a good year or a bad year? How do we know if we had a good day or a bad day? What needs to take place in order for this to be a good day or a good week? And what if this A takes place would make it a bad day, a bad week? This is basic planning. You know, I remember the story years ago uh, uh, about a rich dad who took his son on a trip to a poor village. He wanted to show him poor, uh, how poor people live, you know, because he wanted him to appreciate all the things that they had. So they spent time on a farm of a poor family. After they left the village, the father asked his son two questions. The first question was, did you see how poor they are, son? And the second question what did you learn from being around people that weren't as blessed, weren't as privileged as you were? So after much pondering and reflection, his son replied to the two questions. He said, well, Dad, the way I see it, we have one dog, they had four. We have a pool, but they have rivers. We have lanterns at night, 
they have billions of stars. We buy food, they grow their own. We have walls to protect us, they have friends. After thinking for a while, his son added, Thanks, Dad, for showing me how poor we really are. See, we got to have things to compare them to. How do you know if your day is good unless you know what a bad day is? How do you know if you've had a successful day unless you know what is your outcome? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again? How do you know what kind of year last year was unless you had some sort of standard for last year? What was your outcome for last year? What did you want to accomplish? How did you want to be remembered? If last year was your only year on this planet and you were to die, how would people remember you? What would they think about you based on that 365? See, this is what we call planning. Because planes crash and people die, it's a fact of life. And the Bible says it is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And you know what a eulogy is? A eulogy is something that other people talk about at the end of our lives. But do you know what it consists of? It consists of what we did with our time. Where did we push ourselves? Where did we challenge ourselves? Where did we work to be better? Where did we work to impact? Where did we work to live our mission to make it matter that we got up each day, did what we did, went home at night, got up the next day and did it again and again and again and again. So today I'm going to pose the question, compared to what? Compared to whom? Compared to where? Because when you live your life like it matters, you've got to know one thing. Compared to what? I'm black. We'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. 
No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about compared to what? You know, life is a comparison. You know, at the end of your life, when you take a look at your life and you wonder how well you did, how do you think you're coming up with an answer? You got to figure this out. See, you have what's called a litmus test. It's unconscious. It's a certain standard. And the problem is if you don't know what the standard is, then you're constantly missing the mark, and then you're constantly feeling uh, existential doubt, existential angst. You know, uh, this whole COVID-19 thing, what happened to me is it got me down to the basics, that I know I'm a child of God, that I know I'm here to serve God. That I'm not here for my happiness. I'm here for holiness. That I'm not here to accumulate stuff. I'm here to accumulate relationships. I'm here to share the gospel, to activate as many people as I can that the good Lord puts in the front of my face. And so, see, the difference between me and many people out there is my outcome is not to have as many breasts as possible on this planet. See, you always got to begin with the end in mind. Remember Dr. Covey talked about begin with the end in mind. They were seven habits of highly effective people. And one of them was begin with the end in mind. Because when you know how you want something to end up, then you can reverse engineer it. Then you can work itself backwards. How do you want to be remembered? What is your status for success? What would make you consider your life a failure? See, we got to know what are we comparing ourselves to because we're all comparing ourselves to something, to someone, to somewhere, right? When people say, well, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing better than a one-arm paper hanger, I hear people say. See, don't you hear it? They're comparing themselves to a one-arm paper hanger, right? I assume a one-arm paper hanger is pretty busy. So when someone's comparing themselves to a one-arm paper hanger, right, that means they're pretty busy, Right? How about, remember, who was it? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, you look marvelous. Billy Crystal. 
Remember, we used to have a thing. It was uh, I hate when I, uh, I have a baloney stapled to my face. You know, he would he would take a terrible situation, uh, and then whatever's going on, he would compare it to that terrible situation. You know, that's how they get us to change. You know, what the the world does, I forgot what it's called. There's actually a terminology for this. But what they do is they t- you have a thesis. In other words, your belief of what's going on in the world. And then the world system creates a crisis. And that crisis is really bad. And it's really worse than your original thesis was. But what happens, because the crisis is so bad, you accept something that's not as bad as the crisis but nowhere as good as the position you were in before the crisis. And so what happens, let's say you have a thesis there on the far right, and then you have a, uh, a problem, um, a, 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 a panic, a pandemic, a crisis, right, that's on the far right. And so what happens is somewhere in between the far left, which would be normal, and the far right, which is your crisis, you stick this solution. Now, it's not as good as things have been, but it's not as bad as the crisis. And so that becomes the new norm now, and you accept that. So now that becomes the new comparison level. See, right now I'm stunned. Right now I saw Joe Rogan had to cancel a sold-out show. Uh, I think it was for April 20th or something like that. In Canada. Why? Because Canada requires a vaccine to enter their country. And he knows he is not vaccinated. And he knows he will not get vaccinated. And the same thing for me. I drive now everywhere I go. Why? I do not want to be under the authority of people that want to jab something in my arm. And I'm worried about what are they? Why are they so interested in jabbing something into my arm? You know, it's kind of like chocolate chip cookies. You know, I don't remember who the guys are. There's Christian brothers that do this thing about chocolate chip cookies. And we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. And in case you don't know what that means, it's a chocolate chip cookie. You know, if you think about what it takes to make chocolate chip cookies, uh, you take flour, uh, you take sugar, uh, you take eggs, you take shortening, uh, maybe butter, uh, right? You see what I'm saying? And then you mix all that stuff together. And the very last thing you put in there, are chocolate chips. Now, the interesting thing about chocolate chip cookies is, you know, those chocolate chips in the cookie, they melt, but they keep their form. See, they become part of the cookie. However, not so much a part of the cookie that you can't separate them out. See, I could grab a chocolate chip cookie and I could pull out most of the chocolate chips and they're still in their form. But you know, if you gave me a chocolate chip cookie or a chocolate chip cake or a chocolate chip pie, I might be able to pull out the chocolate chips because they maintain their form. They didn't become part of the process. But you know what I cannot pull out of it? I cannot pull the eggs out of it. I cannot pull the flour out of it. I cannot pull the sugar out of it. See, the sugar, the flour, the butter, the shortening, the eggs. See, they all became part of the process. They were undeniably, they were no no longer able to separate themselves out from the process. They were now uh, in the world and of the world. They were both. And so you got to understand that. At some point, you got to realize the two driving forces in life. And no, I'm not talking about neurosocial conditioning. 
Remember, neurosocial conditioning tells us that you're either moving away from something or you're moving towards something, right? You're either moving away from pain, something you don't want, or you're moving toward pleasure. But you understand what I'm saying? Is that really still doesn't get you to the ultimate motivator. Because if you don't know why you're here, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know why you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again, where is the desire? Where is the pain? Don't you get it yet? See, by creating this litmus test, by creating a standard, by knowing what our outcome is, by knowing that I am judged in my life by how many people's lives I made an impact in for the name of God. I am judged in my life by how many people I share daily the gospel with, by how many people I get blessed enough to, to pray into the kingdom, by how many people I get blessed enough to prune or to plant seed or to water. You see, that's where my blessing comes from. I know why I'm here. I know that it's appointed for man to die one time and then comes a judgment. I know uh, that uh, be careful to store up treasures in heaven and on this earth because the things of this earth rust and mold, they tear away, they deteriorate. But when you store up treasures in heaven, rust and mold, they don't eat away at those. Those are eternal. They last the fire. And so the biggest, the biggest separator is do you have a God operating system or do you have a flesh operating system? In other words, are you on this planet to satisfy your flesh, or are you on this planet to glorify your God? I mean, that really gets to, because everything else is secondary. See, the whole COVID-19 thing comes out of that, is, is who are you? Whose are you? Why are you here? If you're here to be happy on this planet, that's your purpose for existing, then you're going to look at COVID-19 different. If you're here so you can build your own kingdom on this earth, and then so people can remember you forever when you're gone, then you're going to treat COVID-19 differently. But if you're here uh, as God's slave, if you're here to glorify God, if you're here to die to yourself so that Christ can live through you, if you're here to pick up your cross daily and carry it, if you're here to be like Christ, a man of sorrows, familiar with grief, don't you see don't you understand how different that is? Now what you're comparing it to, you're not comparing it to the Chrissy Teagans of the world. You're not co comparing it uh, to the, the famous movie stars and, and all the celebrities and all the politicians. You're not being judged by how much money you bring into your district. God doesn't judge you by that either. God judge you by how many times you're standing up for the word of God. How many times you're standing up for life. How are you uh, honoring the gospel by forgiving other people instead of carrying a pound of flesh or wreck it wrong like everybody else? How, how, how many times are you out there marching for no peace, uh, no justice, right? How can you do all that stuff? You gotta know who you are. And you gotta know why you're here. This is this time of year for you to figure this out. Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get the next day? What if COVID never goes away? It's going to be like the flu bug. It's going to be here forever. Dr. Fauci said that he foresees 
ever, forever, from this point forward, you will always need masks on public transportation. You know what that means for Mr. Black? Mr. Black will never take public transportation. It is demonic. Those masks, cloth masks, serve no purpose whatsoever. None at all, except for keeping you from spitting on people. That's it. But that's not how it's transmitted. So I don't run around in fear. I'm not one of those people driving in my car by myself with a mask on. I'm not in the swimming pool with a mask on. I'm not socially distancing from people. You know why? Because my comparison is to God. I mean, God reached out and touched the lepers. It was people of God who reached out to people with AIDS when no one would touch them, no one would be around them. It was Jesus Christ who put his hand on the lepers. It was Jesus Christ who put his hand on the sinners. What are you running around being afraid of? So right now, at this time of the year, we need to figure out what are we comparing our last year to? What was our outcome? How well did we do to compare to that? And what are we basing 2022 on? What is your outcome? If it was a year from now, right now, how would you know you had a successful year? What did it look like? What did it sound like? What did it feel like? It's time that we begin with the end in mind. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're posing the question, compared to what? We'll be right back. All in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that back over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, Our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where 
I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Matters Radio, apologize for technical difficulties. Adversity isn't amazing. That's what I want to talk about. Because as we move into this next year, I'm going to tell you right now, you must be prepared for adversity. Man, this is live radio, and I got to tell you, one of the most frustrating things is things I can't control. I can't control when the, the connection is good or when it's bad. I can't control when they activate me or deactivate me. I can't control any of that. I have to trust. And then I have to bob and weave. I have to be fluid. And that's part of being a leader. Remember, we must realize if you're going to play big, you're going to have obstacles. And if you're a child of God, you better get ready for this right now. You have an entire world against you. I'm not. That's not my opinion. There's no book in the Bible called Opinions. I'm telling you, I eat scripture. I read scripture. That scripture is replete. If you love God the Father, Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, if you love him, the world hates you. The world system, whether you're talking about Facebook, whether you're talking about Under Armour, whether you're talking about the NFL, Major League Baseball, those are all organizations of the world. They are being run by the spirit of the Antichrist. I'm just telling you what the good book says. And so you got to realize that if you love God, then the world's going to hate you. You're going to have forces working against you. That's what the good book says. And so if you're going to play big, if you're going to live your life like it matters, you've got to be prepared for adversity. Adversity is not a bad thing. Adversity used to be the, the stepping stones to greatness. Now we're a bunch of softies. We're a bunch of snowflakes. Adverse or unfavorable fortune or fate. A condition marked by misfortune, calamity, or distress. That's what adversity is. An adverse or unfortunate event or circumstance. When circumstances or situations work against you, you face adversity. Deal with it. It's part of life. That's how you build your muscles. Remember when they, when Moses sent the 12 spies, uh, I think it was the book of Numbers, into the promised land to scout it out? Ten of the twelve came back scared to death. They took their focus off of God. They focused on the giants, the Nephilim. They focused that they we were like little grasshoppers compared to them. The fruit was so big. The people were so big. But Joshua and Caleb, they came back and said, listen, we got this. Those giants will be nothing more than food for us. 
The battle is the Lord's. The victory is the Lord's. He's already delivered them into our hands. Let's do this. See, Joshua and Caleb, of the two million plus people who left Egypt on a two-week journey, 40 years later, guess what? Of all the people who entered the promised land, only two people who walked out of Egypt on their feet walked into the promised land. Two people of two million. People don't get that. The rest were born on the journey. Why? Because when adversity hit, they crumpled. They whined. They moaned. They complained. They bitched at Moses. They had Korah's rebellion. Um, They wanted to keep the stuff from the battles when they weren't supposed to keep the stuff. They were a stiff-necked group, always complaining, Oh, Moses, you couldn't, weren't there not enough graves in Egypt? Couldn't you left us in Egypt to die? Wah, 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 wah. Stiff-necked people we are. So adversity. You know, God cares how we suffer, people. If you're going to play big in 2022, you're going to have adversity. Remember, we live in three zones. There's the comfort zone. There's the zone called fear right outside of it. And then beyond that, there's a zone called panic. Now, our comfort zone is a place where things go to die. Quit being comfortable. There are a lot of people comfortably going to hell. There's a lot of marriages comfortably going through adultery and eventually going to wind up in divorce court. But they're comfortably going there. There's a lot of people comfortably taking this country into socialism. So be careful about being comfortable. You know, you might be making people comfortable, but you make them comfortably go to hell or comfortably go down a, a, a bridge that's closed off. The outcome's going to be terrible. You're just making it comfortable as they have a terrible outcome. Things die in our comfort zone. Our marriages die in our comfort zone. Our relationship with God dies in our comfort zone. Our, our relationship with our physical body uh, dies in our comfort zone. And so we got to push our comfort zone. You've got to be challenging yourself to stay outside your comfort zone because we're lazy, stiff-necked people. Why do we sin? Because we're sinners. Why does a dog bark? Because it's a dog. Why does a cat meow? Because it's a cat. You don't, uh, you're not a sinner because you sin. You sin because you're a sinner. It's a huge difference. And so you've got to realize that pain is part of life. Quit avoiding it. Quit self-medicating. Genesis 3, because we followed after the devil and not after God, pain was brought into our lives. Pain for a purpose. Women would have pain in childbirth and would have enmity uh, with man. And men would have pain and they would have toil the soil and they would uh, basically have a contentious relationship constantly with other females. Because, why? Because sin is now part of the human DNA. And so we've got to be outside in that zone called fear, which is right outside of our comfort zone. And fear is false evidence appearing real. And the cool thing about fear is it's a practice ground. Fear's number one job is to help you to overcome her. Yeah. See, fear was given to you so that you could learn to overcome her. Without fear, you couldn't be courageous. And what God's looking for is courageous people. God's looking for people of great faith. Don't you know what great faith is? That means courage. That means you're willing to step out on faith. That means what your flesh is telling you. 
and what God and the word of God is telling you are totally different. And yet you're willing to step out and trust what God is telling you. Even when your eyes are telling you something different, even when your flesh is telling you something different, even when your uh, feet and hands are telling you something different. That's called faith. It's called uncomfortable. It's called fear, false evidence appearing real. And the cool thing about fear is once you learn how to function in the zone called fear, it goes away. And it becomes your brand new comfort zone. Now, outside that zone called uh, fear is another zone called panic which is intense fear. Now, you can function for a very short period of time in that third zone. I would not forge your bell. You will fry your adrenals. And so one of the key things in life is to keep pushing your comfort zone. So what used to bring about fear now just brings about familiarity. And what used to elicit panic now just brings about a little bit of fear. And once you realize that you can feel the fear and do it anyways, then you become an overcomer. And then you laugh at adversity. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your sting? I am not afraid of COVID. I am not afraid of dying. Absent of body, present of Christ. When I take my last breath in this body, I will open up and take my next breath in the presence of God, Jesus Christ himself. I'm not worried about it. When I take my last breath on this planet, I go to a far better place. I am glorified. There is no pain, no tears, no disappointment. Death is a victory. The only reason God has me now is undoubtedly I'm here to serve people. See, it's a mindset. And so you got to know adversity. The key to playing big in life is adversity. The key is overcoming that adversity. And once you realize that, everything changes. And we can make pressure make us better. There's something called Better Under Pressure, a great article by Justin Mankey's, How Great Leaders Bring Out the Best in Themselves and Others. And according to Justin Mankey's, consultant for the executive search firm Spencer Stewart and the author of the best-selling uh, book, Executive Intelligence, the best leaders are those who have the ability to realize their potential and the potential of those they lead. In other words, to perform to the best of their ability and to get the best out of their people. Better Under Pressure. Great book. Mankey's presents three specific catalysts for realizing potential. Ready for this? Realistic optimism, subservience to purpose, and finding order in chaos. Isn't that incredible? Realistic optimism. That means good, bad, right, wrong. You accept the world as it is. Sometimes I say that. Forget the good, bad, the right, wrong. Just accept it. A promise is a promise and a fact's a fact. Quit putting your judgment. Your feelings really don't matter. Stop with all the feelings crap. And I'm a feelings guy. But feelings are nothing more than a whole bunch of chemicals released based on what you're thinking about, based on your breathing, and based on your physiology, specifically your eye placement in relation to your physiology. So stop with the feelings. It doesn't matter what you feel. That's just information. So you got to have realistic optimism. you got to be realistic about the world, the pain, the success, the, the hurt, the, the joy. And then second, subservience to purpose. In other words, you have to be committed to purpose. That's why I keep going existential on you. Why are you here? Why do you get up each day, do what you do? That's why I'm not afraid of COVID. That's why I don't need you to like me. 
I'm worried about what God thinks about me. I'm worried about changing the world one person at a time. I'm wondering how many people's lives I'm going to make better today. I know January 11th through 13th, I'm going to impact 15 people's lives. I'm going to change 15 people's lives. I'm going to bring people into the kingdom. I'm going to recommit them to God. And the last one is finding order in chaos. And man, right now, leaders, it's time to step out. This is my time. Boy, if you want Mr. Black to lead, then I lead best in chaos. You wouldn't want anybody else leading in chaos. When everything's falling apart around you, that's when I want to lead. Because truly, I get better under pressure. And finding order in chaos is not only one of the three catalysts that make you a better leader, but there are ways for you to take control of your new year of 2022 and make it matter. So I'm Black. Today, I'm asking the question, compared to what? We'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What drives your retirement investment decisions? The news of the day? Your emotions? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing how to navigate the emotional roller coaster of today's news cycle. Alan Mike will share with you seven principles of long term investing, a set of guidelines to set yourself up for success in all your investing endeavors. Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570. Or call them today with your questions at 855 231 6010 searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk visit crosswalk.com from devotionals to christian living topics movie reviews to marriage and financial articles and so much more the intersection of faith and life crosswalk.com the division of salem media group when i attended the leadership awakening workshop i didn't know what to expect but i was open the tools taught at leadership awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all god created me to be providential that word coins these life-changing classes because i now realize there are works god has already created for me to walk in and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly i received practical insights that i am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman influential mom to my two teenagers an eight and a half year old son and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Adversity, that's what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, one of my uh, favorite uh, titles for the devil is the prince of the power of the air. uh, You know, one thing doing this radio show, I need me some airwaves, right? Right, Lee? Lee will tell you, we need some airwaves, man. So uh, behind me, Satan, right? We're talking about the new year, and this is what the new year is going to bring. You're going to have to overcome adversity. You're going to have forces out there that want to stop you. And you're going to have to decide, right? Uh, What are you going to do? You know, I'm a coach. I'm a life caddy. Uh, And it seems to me that there are two main types of coaching clients. Those who are defeated by nothing uh, and those who give up at the first bump in the road. You know, and the operative word is bump. Not hill, not mountain, not mountain range, just a bump. What does that mean? This refers to the type of person who chooses a goal, <clears throat> plans a way to accomplish it, but gives up at the first minor setback, disappointment, or adversity. Perhaps the goal is just to get physically fit, uh, and they decide to walk for 30 minutes five times a week and commit to start Monday. But when they wake up Monday, it's terrible weather, so they don't start, and the plan goes downhill. That's what I've been doing on my diet for two years. The last three, actually, years, let's be honest, maybe four. Let's, uh, let's be really honest. How about four, right? I had a reason every time I was supposed to start it why I didn't. But I started this time the day after Christmas on the 26th. And I am day five. Day five. No carbs. No sugar. No grains. Uh, the only carbs at all are salads, fresh vegetables, and beans, uh, uh, like garbanzo beans and stuff like that. Not eating after 6.30 at night. Big one, drinking a gallon of water, four days down solid, my fifth day, and I feel good. See, this is the difference. When people give up, it affects their self-esteem. So imagine how I feel now five days into this. After the last four years, I've never went longer than two days on my diet consistently. And imagine, that's what you got to realize. As you plan out your new year, Man, when you overcome obstacles, when you overcome adversity, it actually builds your self-confidence. You build your self-esteem, the self-respect. Saying you're going to start something, giving up at the first bump, gives a feeling of failure. You distrust your own integrity, insecure about your trustworthiness. You don't have self-discipline. But when you decide to follow through, that changes everything. And so better under pressure. We should be like a diamond. A pressure, the, the pressure it takes to create a diamond is immaculate. Some of the greatest things in life are caused by pressure. And you got to understand that some of the greatest leaders rise in the time of pressure. Uh, and again, I'm looking at this article, uh, Better Under Pressure, Three Catalysts to Make You a Better Leader. And this is by Dr. Justin Menkes. And he says three things, realistic optimism, subservience to purpose, and finding order in chaos. He goes on in his article to say how to be optimistic without losing your head. He says realistic optimism is self-confidence, listen, without self-delusion or irrationality. So people who have this trait are not afraid to attack audacious goals. Remember, we've got to have big, hairy, audacious goals. People want to be a part of something bigger than they are. That's what people get excited. They get turned on. They get their heart on. They get on fire. 
But these people are not just excited about audacious goals, but they're also fully realistic about the challenges and difficulties that lay before them. It's not being negative to be honest and say there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be down days. There's going to be down weeks. But we got to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and hit again. A leader gets used to picking themselves up, dusting themselves off, and hitting it again. Right? Um, I think it's Proverbs twenty four sixteen. A righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. Mankies explains to be realistically optimistic, leaders must have both an awareness of actual circumstances. That's what I do. I teach a lot of awareness. I tell you the truth, whether it's fun or not, whether it's positive or not, doesn't matter. So you got to have the ability to see the world as it is, both the positive and the negative. And some people sometimes think, I'm negative. I'm not negative. I'm being honest. Proper preparation prevents piss-poor performance. If you're expecting a battle and one happens, you're not surprised. And I live by many mottos. And one of my mottos as a warrior is this. I'd much rather be prepared for a battle that does not take place then not be prepared for one that does. Put that on. It'll cost your life. It'll cost you a career. It'll cost you an eternity. It'll cost you a soul. As a warrior, we need to be prepared for whatever contingency might happen. And the, and the best thing that happens and maybe the worst thing that happens is what we prepare for never happens good. We need to have the ability to see the world as it is, both positive and negative. And ready for this, he says this, and a sense of agency. I say a sense of urgency. The deep belief in one's capability to change circumstances or situations. And this is where God comes in. Because we serve an omniscient God. God's never surprised. There's never been an emergency meeting of the Trinity. God says in Jeremiah, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope in the future. And God, through Paul, tells us in Ephesians 2, that I have prepared for you in advance good works for you to walk through. Don't you hear it? It's all laid out. God's in control. Nobody could do anything unless on God's timing. He couldn't take God until God said, take me. Uh, the, the two witnesses, they cannot be killed in the street of Jerusalem in the book of Revelation until they've accomplished their purpose, until the 144,000 have been marked, the 12,000 from the 12 tribes. There are things that have to work themselves out. This is where trust in God and faith in God. So then we need to have a subservience to purpose. The second of the three catalysts means a total dedication to a goal. In order to have a total dedication to a goal, guess what? You need to have a goal, right? You got to put the cart before the horse. You got my point? Yeah, a goal that stirs you up. A goal that gives you a reason to get out of bed when there's no other reason to get out of bed. A goal that causes you to look up for our Redeemer when the world is looking down for the Antichrist. See, we need leaders who demonstrate subservience to purpose because they put a a particular pursuit uh, ahead of everything else. Whether you talk about the company's mission, uh, put it ahead of their own comfort. Mankies goes on to say, quite simply, that great leaders equate progress toward this goal with emotional satisfaction. You see, they're emotionally involved. They are ultimately servants to their company's most noble purpose. Isn't that powerful? And then he goes on to say the third catalyst for leaders is to find order in chaos. Man, that is so right on. You come to my training. 
I will teach you how to function at a high level in a stressful environment. You go to likeitmatters.net. The January 13 class already closed. We only allow 12 to 16 people in a class, small airlines. I think I have a class in February in, in Vegas still open, a class in uh, February in Boise, Idaho, and then March, the class, uh, March 1st is, I think we're already at, at 11 or 12. So I'm getting ready to close that Dallas class in March. But if you get in, you get in. Uh, it takes two things, enrollment form and payment. So you got to know this. So the third catalyst for leaders, and this is what I wish for you in 2022, is to find order in chaos. Mankey's writes, this is the unique ability to cut through multiple or multidimensional problems to find the solutions and resolutions that others cannot see. Welcome to Leadership Awakening. Go to likeitmatters.net. You will leave there with an awareness. You'll be stunned. This allows you to maintain clear thinking, having the drive to solve puzzles, and the two key attributes in leaders who are able to find order in chaos. They have the drive to solve puzzles, uh, and they maintain clear thinking when other people lose their own. See, I just pulled up some fifth reports, and I looked at the date, and these dates were 4-8-17. From four, almost five years ago, briefly share what your biggest block in life was before attending. To me, fear was the biggest block. This is broad. I know fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment. For me, with my insecurities, I had all this stuck in my head manifesting. How will your experience at Leadership Awakening affect your life? The ability to lead with my heart, to get out of my head, is the biggest gain for me. Getting out of the left brain dirt, the past experiences. Why should someone attend Leadership Awakening? It's life-changing. What are you now excited or passionate about? Continue to hone in on the techniques gained here and build and grow with my family, my friends, and my co-sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I wish for you, 2022. A great year. Let's walk together. Let's talk together. Let's change together. Because when you live your life like it matters, it does. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. This is where we remind you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.